You are listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist Broadcast, and we want to thank you so very much for joining us today. As we watch prophecy unfold on a daily basis, the world is searching for answers, and the nation of Israel needs true friends now more than ever before. Please stay tuned with us for today's broadcast as we will be focusing on news in the Middle East, Bible prophecy, and why America should never turn her back on God's chosen people. And now, here is our radio host, Dr. K. Daniel Freed. Welcome to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast for today. I'm hoping that you're having a good day. You realize in Exodus 34, verse 6, the Bible tells us, And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. A day doesn't go by that God is not being good to you in some way or another. Now, you may not recognize it, but he is. The fact that you're even breathing, you ought to thank God for that. Well, he has and continues to be good to Israel and merciful to her and gracious and long-suffering, and he definitely is abundant in goodness and in truth towards the nation of Israel and towards me and towards every one of us. He's allowed us another day. If you don't know Christ is your Jewish Messiah, he's given you another day to come to know him, to receive him, to believe in what he did for you. Yes, he's given you one more opportunity. Will you receive it or will you reject it? Well, I like to continue this great story about a Jewish doctor that got marvelously, gloriously, wondrously, and miraculously born again, saved, name written in the Lamb's Book of Life forever. Yes, and that was Dr. M.L. Ross Valley. What a great testimony. It's lived on, I mean, for quite a while. You know, he died in 1892, and yet this testimony has been used by God all around the world, and many Jewish people in all walks of life have been provoked to opening their hearts to the claims of the Messiahship of the Lord Jesus Christ. And to God be the glory, many hundreds, if not thousands, have come to know the Lord Jesus as a result of this testimony of the Jewish doctor during the Civil War. That was a direct result of a testimony of a drummer boy who was laid up in bed, had his leg amputated, and he was a profound witness to this Jewish doctor, Dr. M.L. Ross Valley. So uh, I'm going to continue reading about and telling you how Dr. M.L. Ross Valley was converted to Christ. I mean, this is a biblical conversion. It's not turning over a new leaf. It's not changing religions. No, it's a personal relationship that he experienced. And that is to be stated that being a true Bible-believing Christian is not joining a church. No, sir. Now, for some of you that did not get in on the beginning of this wonderful testimony, towards the end, I will tell you how you can get a free booklet we'll send it to you about the testimony of a Jewish doctor coming to know Christ and 
getting born again. In fact, original title was a Christian hero of the American War with a brief sketch of the author's conversion or, quote, from the synagogue to the cross. So I continue to read now. After a while, the preacher finished his address, and I was surprised to hear him announce an after-meeting and invited all who could do so to remain. I did not accept the invitation, being only too glad of the opportunity to leave the church. With that intention, I got up from my seat and had reached the door when I felt that someone held me by the skirt of my coat. Turning around, I saw an elderly-looking lady who proved to be Mrs. Young of Washington, a well-known Christian worker. Addressing me, she said, Pardon me, stranger. I see you are an officer in the army. I've been watching you all this evening, and I beg of you not to leave this house, for I think you're under conviction of sin. I believe you came here to seek the Savior, and you have not found him yet. Do come back. I would like to talk to you, and if you will permit me, I will pray for you. Madam, I answered, I am a Jew. She replied, I do not care if you are a Jew. Jesus Christ died for Jew as well as Gentile. The persuasive manner in which she said these words was not without its effect. I followed her back to the very spot that I had just left so abruptly. And when we came up to the front, she said, If you will kneel, I will pray for you. Madam, that is something I have never done and never will do. For Orthodox Jews never kneel in prayer except twice a year on the Feast of Trumpets and Day of Atonement. And then it is not kneeling as Christians do. It is a prostration on the ground. Mrs. Young looked me calmly in the face and said, Dear stranger, I have found such a dear, loving, and forgiving Savior in the Lord Jesus that I firmly believe in my heart he can convert a Jew standing on his feet. And I will go on my knees and pray for that. She suited the action to the word, fell on her knees, began to pray talking to her Savior in such a simple, childlike manner that completely unnerved me. I felt so ashamed of myself to see the dear old lady kneeling near me while I was standing and praying so fervently on my behalf. My whole past life floated so vividly before my mind that I heartily wished the floor would open and that I might sink out of sight. When she arose from her knees, she extended her hand and with a motherly sympathy said, Will you pray to Jesus before you sleep tonight? Madam, I replied, I will pray to my God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but not to Jesus. Bless you, she said. Your God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is my Christ and your Messiah. Good night, madam, and thank you for your kindness. I said as I left the church. On my way home, reflecting on my recent strange experiences, I began to reason within myself. Why is it that these Christians take such an interest in Jew or Gentile, perfect strangers to them? Is it possible that all these millions of men and women who during the last 1,800 years have lived and died trusting in Christ are mistaken? And a little handful of Jews scattered all over the world are right? Why should that dying drummer boy think only of what he was pleased to call my unsaved soul?
And why, also, should that Christian barber of New York manifest such a deep interest in me? Why should the preacher tonight single me out and point his finger at me, or that dear woman follow me to the door and hold me back? It must be all for the love they bear to their Jesus, whom I despise so much. The more I thought of this, the worse I felt. On the other hand, I argued, is it possible that my father and mother who loved me so dearly should teach me anything that is wrong? In my childhood, they taught me to hate Jesus, that there was but one God and that he had no son. I now felt a desire springing up in my heart to become acquainted with that Jesus whom the Christians so much loved and worshipped. I started to walk faster, fully determined that if there was a reality in the religion of Jesus Christ, I would know something of it before I slept. When I arrived at home, my wife, who was very strict, orthodox, Jewish, thought I looked rather excited and asked where I'd been. The truth I dare not tell her, and a falsehood I would not. And so I said, wife, please do not ask me any questions. I have some very important business to attend to. I wish to go to my private study where I can be alone. I went at once to my study, locked the door, began to pray, standing with my face towards the east, as I always had done. The more I prayed, the worse I felt. I could not account for the feeling that had come over me. I was in great perplexity as to the meaning of many prophecies in the Old Testament, which deeply interested me. My prayer gave me no satisfaction, and, and then it occurred to me that Christians kneel when they pray. Was there anything in that? Having been brought up as a strict Orthodox Jew and taught never to kneel in prayer, a fear came over me that if I should kneel, I might be deceived and thus bowing my knee to that Jesus whom I had been taught in childhood to believe to be an imposter. Although the night was bitterly cold and there was no fire in my study, it was not thought that I should use the room that night. Yet I never perspired so much in my life as I did that night. My phylacteries were hanging in my study on the wall and I caught sight of them. Never since I was 13 years of age had I missed a day in wearing them except on Jewish Sabbaths and feasts. I loved them dearly. I took them in my hand, and while looking at them, Genesis 49.10 came flashing across my mind. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh come. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Two other passages also, which I had often read and pondered over, presented themselves vividly to my mind. The first of these being from Micah chapter 5, verse 2. But thou, Bethlehem Ephratah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hate to stop, but time has run out. I hope you have enjoyed this true story and testimony of Dr. M.L. Ross Valley, who is a Jewish doctor. It's fascinating to see how God works in the lives of lost sinners, whether they be a Jew or whether they be a Gentile. Now, you can ask for a free copy of this testimony, we'll send it to you. 
Well, I hope you get back to us and hear the rest of the story. So until next time, may God richly bless you. You have been listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast with Dr. K. Daniel Freed. And we pray that today's program has been an encouragement to you. If it has, please contact us and let us know you're listening. If you are of Jewish descent and would like to know more about the new covenant prophesied in the book of Jeremiah chapter 31, or maybe you're curious as to why true Bible-believing Christians have always supported Israel, please contact us. As a token of our love and appreciation, we would like to give you a beautifully bound Hebrew-English new covenant referred to as the New Testament. This Prophecy Edition Bible will be a great addition to your library and it will help you understand why those who believe in Yeshua HaMashiach, the Lord Jesus Christ, have always loved, supported, and prayed for Israel. Now if you're writing to let us know you're listening or if you're requesting one of these beautiful Hebrew-English New Covenants, you may do so by going to our website, www.hopeofisrael.net. That's hopeofisrael.net. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 1700, Powder Springs, Georgia, 30127. Once again, that's P.O. Box 1700, Powder Springs, Georgia, 30127. This broadcast is made possible because of giving friends all around the country, and if you would like to have a part in keeping this broadcast on your local station, you can send your donation to that same address, and please include the call letters of your radio station. That address, once again, is P.O. Box 1700, Powder Springs, Georgia, 30127. You can also give by going to the website, www.hopeofisrael.net. That is hopeofisrael.net. You have been listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast with Dr. K. Daniel Freed. Please tune in again at this same time as we stand with Israel and proclaim truth from God's precious word.